Okay, um, <clears throat> welcome everybody. Uh, we are um, uh, heading towards the end of the semester and as Guy was telling us these uh, next two or three weeks, uh, it's very common uh, for the community here on the campus to experience uh, this thing called anxiety. Okay, so we're gonna address that from uh, the scriptures tonight. And, <clears throat> you know, there are two things in the Christian life that uh, easily rob us from our joy and from our peace. And these two things are number one, sin, and number two, anxiety. These two things, okay? Um, we do know how to deal with sins, and that is through the precious blood of Christ, which we as Christians need to avail ourselves of its power, its efficacy, and apply it daily. I don't believe there is a day in my life as a Christian where I have not applied the blood of Christ every day. As soon as we commit a sin, we apply the precious blood of Christ and we deal with that. What about anxiety? Well, as I said, the next two or three weeks, we will see a lot of people full of this thing and experiencing anxiety. But we have to stop for a moment and consider this. Is it God's will that his children for the next two or three weeks experience and or live under the pressure of anxiety? Or does he have something else in store for us? You know, our God is so mighty that if he wanted, he can easily deliver you, deliver us from this time of trial. But he will not do it. And so we have to ask ourselves, why our God, since he loves us so much, will allow his children to go through times of trial? Times, in the words of the apostle, of momentary lightness of affliction. Well, with the verses that you have there in your outline, I believe we will answer these questions, but even more, we will get to know more intimately our God, his intention, his ways, and even the experiences of Christ that he has prepared for us during this time, okay? So as one who went through a number of years in school and graduate school, I fully am able to sympathize with all of you right now, okay? And the outline with the verses that you have there, as well as the excerpts, is something that I do treasure very much. And I have used these verses and excerpts many times, uh, not only for my sake, but even more to shepherd those who are 
going through this you know, time of trials or tribulations. Of course, the verses here apply not just to the times of finals or last week of classes. They really apply to every area of human life. Okay, anxiety is a common thing in human society. So I hope you treasure these verses. And let's see what God has to say. Let's him speak to us through his word tonight. Okay, I hope and we were praying that you will be open to listen to what God has to say through his word. Okay, so how about we all re read the title of the outline? Go ahead. Okay, in rest shall be your strength. Of course, we are borrowing this title from Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. This is a precious verse. I hope you remember it. Some of you may want to memorize it. That's fine. It says, For thus says the Lord Jehovah, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest you will be saved. In quietness and in trust will be your strength. And I do believe at the end of uh, my speaking, and when you get into your groups, you will become more clear about this title. And you will treasure what is contained here. Okay. Now, <clears throat> we have to go to Luke chapter 10, and maybe we can read uh, verses 38 through 42, alternating. How about boys on 38 and girls on 39 and so forth? How about we go? Go. Now, as they went, he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha preceded him into her home. So here in this uh, short story, we do have um, two sisters, and they have invited the Lord and his disciples as well, and they are getting things ready, uh, maybe preparing a meal or cleaning the house. And Mary, it says here on verse 30, in verse 39, that she sat at the Lord's feet and was listening to his word. Okay, so she's sitting there, she's not doing outward things, she's just listening to the Lord's word. Then we have also Martha, and Martha in verse 40 is being drawn about with much serving. And as it happens with this kind of persons, they get irritated very easily. So she comes to the Lord, and it's almost like commanding the Lord. Tell her then to do her part with me. Okay? Now you have to pay attention to the Lord's response very carefully. Okay? 
In verse 41, the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are... He didn't say doing many things. He didn't say, you know, you are too busy. You have to pay attention to the Lord's word. It's very accurate, very precious. You are anxious and troubled about many things. God has no problem with you taking 15 hours, 17 hours. He will not say that. He will not say you are taking 17 hours. You should, you should have taken 12 hours. No. That's not the problem. You know what is Martha's problem? That she has let our things to enter into her heart and trouble her. That's the problem. So God has no problem with us being busy for the next two or three weeks. He has no complaint. He will not rebuke you. He will not come and say, come on, you have, you know, you're studying so many hours. No. What the Lord does not like for his children to experience is to let outward things become these internal, intrinsic factors of anxiety. That's what he doesn't like. Okay? And that was Martha's problem. And that is our problem, too. Because we easily allow these things to come inside of us. And then we are troubled. We are full of anxiety. Okay? And it is the most precious experience to be somebody on this campus who you are busy taking care of your academics. And yet, inwardly, you are like Mary. I hope the Lord gains these two or three weeks people in this room that, that bear such a testimony. I am busy. I should be busy. I'm a UT student. I have five finals. I have to take care of that PK final, that organic chemistry final, that differential equations final. I am busy, yes, but within me, there is a Mary. I'd like to ask this question to you. Based upon this story, what would you like to be? A Mary? Would you like to be Mary or Martha? What would you like to be? Mary. Who? Mary. Mary. Okay. Jasper. <laughs> Who you would like to be? Mary. Okay. Uh, Sam, who you want out of this story? Who? Mary. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so who is going to study? <laughs> if you all are Marys, who is taking care of PKM? <laughs> who is gonna get ready for that organic chemistry final? Who is gonna write that final paper? Who? You know what, Brother Mitchell? You have to say this. Brother, I want, I, my, my name actually is not Mitchell. It's Mary Martha. <laughs> because we have to be a Mary within and a Martha without. 
hourly, we are busy like Martha. Tell me that that is not the case. You will be busy. I can guarantee you, you will be busy. You need to take care of Martha's side. If you are only a Mary in your college years, UT will say to you, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, Mary. <laughs> Just read the Bible. But if you are only a Martha, we, the brothers and sisters in the club, the church will not see you because you are Martha, only Martha. You have no time to read the Bible. You have no time to get with your companions. You have no time to come to any of the meetings. You have no time for the Bible study. You are Martha. So regardless, if you are Mary, we will not see you because UT will kick you out. And then if, we, if, if, you are Mar if you are Martha, we will not see you because you are so busy all the time in the library. You have no time for God or for the brothers and sisters. So you, in these next two or three weeks, you have to ask the Lord, give me the experience of being a Mary Martha. A busy Martha without and a peaceful Mary within maintaining my fellowship with God. That's Mary. And I tell you, when you run into that person and if you become this kind of person, that is the most precious way of living. Hudson, we need more like this. Hudson, I hope you are, this, this, during these finals, a Mary Martha. Busy, busy. Take care of your finals. Yet you are Mary. You have time to contact God. You have time to pray. You have time to get together with the brothers and sisters. And actually, this is not a loss, but a gain. I will touch that towards the end. You need to get together with the brothers and sisters during finals. You need the support, the strength of the other members of the body. It's not a loss, it's a gain. Okay, and we have many experiences like this. So are you clear about Mary and Martha? Okay. Well, <clears throat> how, would the, uh, how do we deal with this matter of anxiety, you know, practically? And that's, that brings us to the next few verses in Philippians, which are also precious. These verses unveil to us God's intention, God's way in letting you go through these times of trial. You want to know God? You want to know what is his way, his intention? Let us get into these verses in Philippians chapter 4. Okay, how about we go and read them, brothers, sisters, and then all together on nine. Brothers, go. And the peace. Okay, hidden in these verses is the secret of secrets to go through college and coming out of college different, a different person. Here within these verses is the secret to turn anxieties into God wrought into your being. 
Okay, it says here, in nothing be anxious. This is an absolute. This is a commandment. God does not like anxiety. The Lord Jesus was never anxious during his three and a half years on this earth, regardless of the circumstances. In nothing is an absolute. And then another absolute, but in everything, you see, everything, small matters, big matters, all matters, in everything, by, here's the practicality, prayer and petition, accompanied with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And those two words, to God, imply in the Greek to make motion toward God. You have something that is weighing you down, something that is so heavy for you to bear. And the word here is telling you, come, make motion to God. Bring that thing to God. Okay? You bring it to God. And then, when that happens... God does something. He gets your anxiety and he gives you himself. Because it says, and the peace of God, which surpasses every man's understanding, will guard your hearts and your thoughts in Christ Jesus. What is that peace of God? It's not just a feeling. The peace of God, that's why verse 9 is there, is the God of peace. The love of God is God as love. The righteousness of God is God as righteousness. The peace of God is God himself as peace. Practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. So let's say you have some, you know, you have finals. And those finals are something heavy. You know, here's, well, this is not so heavy. This is literature, okay? And this is maybe, um, what is this? This is uh, history, yeah. And uh, this is heavier? Okay, this is, this is, um, I don't know. Well, PKM, okay. <laughs> and then I need another one. Uh, how about, oh, that, that look, oh, this is. <laughs> This is by, I don't know, molecular, give it to me, molecular biology, I don't know, something, whoa, this is really heavy. Okay, so you are like this. You see why your joy is gone? How can you rejoice with all this? I mean, when you are without this, you can be happy, right? You smile like this. But when you start to, all these finals coming, you know, and the last week of classes, and PKM, differential equations, and biochemistry, all this, do you think you can maintain your joy? No, you will not. Actually, you will become very touchy, easily, you know, I don't know, you lose your temper so easily. What do you need to do? Based on Philippians 4, you need to make motion towards God. Let's say, I need a God here, maybe John, John Gold, can you be God here? Okay. <laughs> and grab something. I don't know how to illustrate this. It's a poor illustration, but get, get something. I don't know what, what is this. Okay, maybe something different. Maybe that, that uh, maybe this little thing. This, 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 yeah. Okay, so you are like this. In nothing be anxious, but in everything, right? By prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make motion towards God. And then read 
First Peter 5, 7. Go ahead. What it says. Casting. You need to cast all your anxieties on God because it matters to him concerning you. You see, you just cast your anxieties there. And give it to him because it matters to him. He's like a daddy. He cares for you. It matters to him concerning you. Then, if that will be the end of the story, you know, I'm free. You can jump. I'm happy. But that is not the end. That's not it. God's intention is not just for you to be free of anxiety, yet empty. No. God, when you make motion toward God, right, guess what God does? He gives himself to you as peace. <laughs> so he gets your anxieties, you get him as peace. And if you practice this thing, Again and again. Every final is an opportunity. Every final to experience the divine transaction. You give him your anxieties and he gives you himself. You see the point? He's the God of peace. So at the end of the, the deal, he gets all your anxieties and God is wrought into your very being. Imagine if we learn the secret to do this transaction. Yeah. To exchange anxieties for God himself. After four years, imagine how many opportunities in four years. I went through my PhD in seven years. How many opportunities when I became a candidate for the PhD, when I wrote my dis dissertation in a language that is not mine, <laughs> about 300 pages, when I had to defend my dissertation. Oh, you know, a lot of opportunities. Daniela, imagine four years of this divine transaction. When Daniela graduates, you know, when she, she's called in the commencement ceremony, Daniela Chung, and you walk, right? And somebody hands you a piece of paper. You know what the angels of God are watching? What they are seeing? A lot of Christ wrought into you. Amen. Right? So that's the divine transaction. Okay, thank you. God, okay. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. This is here. And this one heavy is right here. <laughs> no, this one, right here. Okay. And that one's. Okay. I hope you treasure this. It is not a theory, it is our experience. Okay? Then we have Matthew 11, 28 to 29. How about we all read those two verses together? Go. So what do we need to do this, these weeks? Come to him. The Lord is calling us. After he exalted the Father in the previous verses in Matthew 11, he's calling us. Come to me. Come to me. Do you, do you feel a burden? Exhausted? He's calling you. Come to me. All who toil and are burdened. 
And then he promises something, Robert. He says, and I will give you rest. Himself. He is the real rest. Come to me. And that rest is imparted mainly in our inner being, that is our soul, which you see in verse 29, and you will find rest for your souls. That's where the real problem is. It's not how tired you are physically. That is easy to fix. It's the soul. It's the troublesome soul. That's where all the fears, anger, depression, anxiety are. So the Lord promises, if we come to him, he will give rest to our souls. I tell you, I have the privilege to know some people who are very excellent graduate students or even researchers. And when you touch them, you don't touch academics only. And you don't touch busyness. You touch Christ because it has been wrought into their being year after year after year. I have a testimony. Maybe I shouldn't say it because it really relates to me, but I didn't uh, act or manufacture it. But when my dad passed away, I was in Mexico. And of course, it is a very difficult time, right? And one day, as we are preparing all things for the funeral, one of my uncles, who is a medical doctor, he said something interesting. He said something like this. He said, son, I, I like to be next to you or close to you because I feel that you are like peace itself. That's what he said. And I was not pretending, I was not acting, I was not trying to do anything. It's just Christ. And people need Christ. Your companions, your classmates, those who are not here tonight, those who may not even know Christ, they need you, Christ, to be expressed to them, especially during this time. Let your Christ shine forth. At this time of the semester, a lot of people get open because of the pressure. Let your Christ shine. I feel you owe this to your fellow students. And that's why the Lord has placed you right here where you are. Okay? Then we have Matthew 8, 24 to 26. This is a very sweet, precious story. And I hope you also get to know and experience Christ in this way. Uh, <clears throat> how about we go again? Brothers 24, sisters 25, all together in 26. Go. And said to them, Why are you cowardly, you of little faith? Then he arose and 
You know, this is human life. A great tempest. That's what it is. Now and then is going to be. But what I like about the Christ in these verses is that he is sleeping. And you need to learn to experience the sleeping Christ. There is a great tempest. And yet this Christ seems to be unaffected by it. He is the sleeping Christ. Have you experienced the sleeping Christ in your tempest? He's waiting for you. He wants you to join him. Not to cry out to him and, you know, wake him up, but to join him and get to know him as the sleeping Christ. This is very precious. Okay? As long as he is with you in the boat, everything is going to be okay. Everything. He wants you to learn the lesson. He wants you to learn to rest together with him. Okay? Then we have 1 Peter 2.25 all together. Let's go. Okay, here Christ is the shepherd to supply you with the riches of his life to guide you. You have such a shepherd. Don't forget this. During these few weeks, Christ is your shepherd. And he's also your overseer. He's looking diligently to be aware of your situation. He's watching. And he's ready to supply you with the riches of his divine life to meet every need that you may have. He's the shepherd and overseer of your soul. These two titles are wonderful, but let me tell you the secret to experience this. You need to open your situation to your companions. You need to open to others so that the Lord may have a way to shepherd your soul. When we open to one another and pray with one another and for one another, the Lord has a way to practically become the shepherd of your soul. In other words, do not become an isolated being during these next two weeks, but learn to open and allow Christ to shepherd your soul. Okay? I went through all these things that I mentioned to you earlier, becoming a candidate and then um, defending my dissertation, always opening, finding some companions to pray. I told you the story, some of you know this, when I defended my dissertation, you have to come earlier and set a nice table with pastries and coffee for your committee members, five of them. Right? One of them, a chemistry professor, came like 10 minutes before everybody else. And I was surprised to see him that earlier, but he came because he is a Christian. And he told me, I came because I want to pray with you for your dissertation defense. One of the committee members. You know, when I defended that dissertation, I really felt 
it was the Lord speaking and answering every question. Precious experiences. I look back to my years in the PhD and it's just a memorial because I learned the secret to open my burdens, allow the members of the body to bear your burdens, okay? Now, after all this, I hope this is your experience and this is your prayer. It's expressed in one verse that, that Trevor is gonna read to us. Where is Trevor? Trevor Walker, okay. He's gonna read and you write the reference, Job 23.10, go ahead. Should he try me, I will come forth as gold. Read it again. But he knows the way that I take. Should he try me, I will come forth as gold. So, here you go, here you're going, right? This is the spring semester 2015, spring semester. And now you're going for the next two or three weeks. He knows the way that you take, right? This is the spring, sorry, 2015. And Daniela, you're going here. He knows the way that I take. Should he, God, should he try me? This has to be our hope, and this has to be our prayer, and we have to put God on the corner using his own words, should he try me. Lord, if you are not going to deliver me from this, if you're allowing me to go through this, should you try me? Okay, Lord, I wanna come forth as gold, right? What is gold? Well, we just have to go to the previous chapter. Job 22, verse 25. Can you read it, Connor? Yeah, it's, uh, Trevor. Job 22, 25. Then the Almighty will be your gold nuggets and precious silver to you. Okay, again, read it again. Then the Almighty will be your gold nuggets and precious silver to you. Very good. Okay, so... God allows you to go through this situation, okay? How are you gonna come out of it? How are you gonna come out of this, you know, final time? For a Christian, there are only two ways you can come out of something like this. Either you come more bitter towards life, towards your professors, towards God, why God? Or you come forth as gold, that is, with more God wrought into your being, okay? So I just want to end with this, and I hope you make this your prayer. Lord, should you try me, I will come forth as gold. If it is not for this, why are you allowing me to go through this? There is nothing, you, you gain nothing, Lord, for your economy, for your purpose, for the building up of the church. You are gaining nothing, Lord. But if you try me, this is my prayer, and you have to do this, Lord. I will come forth as gold, meaning with more Christ wrought into my being. 
that has to be our aspiration. And I believe if we are this kind of people, not only you will receive a benefit and a blessing from the Lord, but you will shine forth that Christ to others in need around you. And there is a lot of needy people these days on this campus. Okay? So I hope uh, this encourages you and gives you a vision and the value of all these momentary likeness of afflictions so that God may be wrought more into us. Okay? So how about we have some, uh, some prayer? Maybe Ty, would you like to lead us in prayer just to close this section? Go ahead. Prayer, yep. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you that we can always come forward to you. Yeah. We give you all our anxiety in these two weeks. Lord. That's why. We give you this final semester, Lord. Yes. Every care that we have, Lord. Amen. We cast everything on you, Lord. Yes. More Christ after this semester. Lord. That's why. We want more of your life. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Okay, thank you, and I believe um, we can have now about 15 minutes or so. I prepare for you a page and a half of excerpts. As I said, this is a treasure. Uh, I hope you treasure them too. Okay, so form groups and we get into the reading.